morning. 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 I, uh, history records my name as John the Baptist. You could call me Johnny. At least that's what my friends call me. You know what? Better just call me John. Got some good clothes on. Got camel's hair to wear. If you want to know what wearing camel's hair feels like, buy 100 Brillo pads, sew them together, put it on. Enjoy. Part of my diet is eating uh, locusts and wild honey. My friends call me intense. I don't think they meant it as a compliment. When I was born, I knew what I was going to do. God had chosen my occupation when I was in my mom's womb. And some of you might think, wow, that's fantastic. What a great thing. Just told what you're going to do, do it, right? No stressing about what college classes to take or what college major to apply for. Nothing like that. You just go out and do it. I guess it was nice. Of course, it's not exactly a sought-off job. My job? Preach repentance. Repent. Now, some of you like telling others that they're wrong. I can tell everybody that they're wrong. I don't have a whole lot of friends. tell you, you're a sinner. John, you're a sinner. Henry, sinner. Larry, you're a sinner. Topper, oh, good Lord. Repent. Repent. The kingdom of heaven is near. It's hard to tell people to repent. Because when things are going well, you don't think you actually need to repent. And when things are going poorly, then you want God to repent. It's a hard message. No one really likes to hear it. I'm telling you this day. Repent. It's my job. I say it and get people ready. But you're ready for the Savior. Because the Savior, Jesus, is coming. And to get ready, you've got to be humble. Because the only way you'll be ready for a Savior is to recognize that you need one. And so please, repent. I was there there when he came the first time. Jesus, he's my cousin. But he lived in a, a different town, quite a ways away, actually, and so I never saw him that much growing up. He lived up in, in Nazareth, right by the Sea of Galilee. I was down south in the hill country, they call it. Fairly close to the Jordan River. Not too long of a walk. And I was there in the Jordan River baptizing preaching repentance. People would come and I'd dunk them right in that Jordan River. And I was lifting this one uh, lady up and I lifted her up in the water and I looked up and there 
on the hillside, just on the banks of the river, was Jesus, my cousin. And I hadn't seen him for a very long time, but I knew him right away. I knew who he was, and I said to everyone present, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. They all knew what I meant. Because every year, every year, we take a lamb, an innocent, pure, white lamb, and we'd slit its throat. We'd take the blood of that lamb, and we'd pour it in the altar area. The blood of Christ would cover over our sin. The blood of that lamb would pay for our sin for that one year, and next year we'd do it all over again. But this lamb, this Jesus, would be sacrificed once and for all. Hold the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He walked down the slopes and he got in the water and he said, will you baptize me? My Jesus, my Savior, he said, will you baptize me? It's kind of like Bill Gates asking you for help to work on his computer. Whatever that is. I said, Jesus, no, I, I need to be baptized by you. No, it's good to do it this way. Because when Jesus entered that water, he was reenacting the people of Israel. To the people of Israel, God's children, they were brought through the Jordan River into a promised land that God had given to them. And Jesus, he would go through the Jordan River to be the Son of God. kicked off the ministry that day. Kind of odd to be out of work at, you know, 33. And your purpose is done. But I kept working. Because repentance still needed to be taught. And Jesus did kind of his thing at the Sea of Galilee area. I was a little bit further south. But I, I kept on going. I persevered because when Jesus, when I brought Jesus out of the water, I heard the voice of God. And God said, this is my son whom I love. It was as if my life's work was just validated in that moment. Everything I'd been preparing for, uh, the locust, the wild honey, the the camel's hair, everything about my appearance that screamed repentance was validated that day. I knew. I knew everything was going to be great. Messiah had come. Jesus did his thing up north around the Sea of Galilee area. I stayed further south and kept preaching repentance. Repent. And uh, I said it a little too often. There's this, this guy. He was the, the ruler in this area. His name was Herod Antipas. And Herod, he uh, had this thing for his brother's wife, and she divorced you know, his brother and married Herod Antipas. And I said to Herod, repent! And he said, go to jail! So I did. And I sat in jail. For a long time. 
And I waited. And where's my cousin? My Savior, Jesus. When's, when's he going to do his work? When am I going to get out of here? When will he make his victory over sin and death and evil complete? When? Give my life this work. My life. I'm wearing camel's hair. There's locust bugs sticking out of my teeth. When? How long before? How long? I had some friends. <laughs> I didn't have many, but I had some. And I sent them to Jesus. I sent them to said to Jesus. I said, ask him this question. Are you the one who was to come? Or should we expect someone else? Ask him that. A couple weeks later, a friend came back. He said this. Go back and report to John what you've seen and heard. The blind receive sight. The lame walk. Those who have left us here cured. The deaf hear. The dead are raised. And good news is preached to the poor. I knew what he was saying. He was saying, Isaiah... Isaiah said those very same words in anticipation of Messiah. And when you saw someone do all those things, you knew Messiah, the Savior, was in your presence. And then Jesus added this. Blessed are those who do not fall away on account of you. Blessed are those who don't fall away on account of me. my life I've been preaching repent Jesus in his soft way said to me John see Jesus the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world came so he could be my savior I wanted to make Jesus in my image. I wanted to make Jesus the Savior I wanted. The guy who comes and validates everything I do and then gets me out of this cell hole. Jesus says, I'm not the Savior you want, I'm the Savior you need. Repent of John. So I did. Got on my cell floor. I said, Lord Jesus, forgive me. I was in my prison cell some weeks later, and I, my friend came back to me, and he was telling me about one of Jesus' messages, and he said at the very end of it, the Son has come to set you free, and if the Son sets you free, you are free indeed. 
as I sat in my prison, I realized I was a free man. I wasn't walking out. I knew I was going to die. I was a free man. Jesus Christ set me free. And that one day, because of that, I was going to see my cousin, my Savior, my Jesus again. On that day, on that day, my God. And so I sat in my prison, free from sin, free from worry, free from fear. But the Son had set me free. Savior. Friends, you can call me John. You still want to. that gift to And to be ready to open that present. Repent. Repent. No more excuses. Repent. Put the drink down. Push yourself away from the computer. Let go of your pride. Extend grace. Stop speeding on the interstate. Trust God to get you, take care of you, even if you are late. Leave those hurtful words unsaid. Repent. My friend, the kingdom of heaven really is near. Amen.